What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the common man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, coming at you live on this Monday night. I know, a little bit differently than we usually do, uh, but to bring you Fantasy Basketball Week 18 Preview. Now, Noah, two things to point out. We, uh, we both had a little bit of Super Bowl hangover, so we decided not to record yesterday. But this is the most interesting fantasy week that fantasy basketball has because it's really two weeks in one because of the All-Star break. Yes. Um, you know, it's February 14th as we record this, Gone, Happy Valentine's Day. You're my uh, Valentine. Hey, hey Noah. Yeah. Damar, I see you. Damar, I like you. Oh, really? Yeah. Because you are exactly the one for me. Oh, Noah, I got my IO on you. I That was actually all the Bulls posted, so I don't have any more. I'm out of, I'm out of Bulls yeah, posts for that. Yeah. Uh, uh. Bet just you didn't re- think I saw that post? Ooh, but I liked it on all of my platforms, so I know <laughs> that it showed up. No, a tweet of the day, I just, I gotta throw it out there. Molly Morrison, probably like a top three funniest Twitter account out there. <laughs> she, she posted the screenshot that says, Kyle Lowry has a ring and a fat ass. A lot of you bitches can't relate. She just said, happy Valentine's oh Day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my favorite tweet of the day. Pretty good. It was, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> It's it doesn't work as well when it's said out loud. It's one of those things like you just gotta read it. It works so well. Uh, how was your uh, how was your viewing of the Super Bowl last night, Colin? How would give a review? You know of the what? Game? My review of the game is is exactly this. I won uh, a lot of anytime touchdown scores, uh, the coin flip, and the Bengals spread. But I would have won a whole ton more. On the Bengals money line, and it didn't even really come down to the money. I just I wanted the Bengals to win so badly. Your head's happy for guy. Stafford. Happy for Stafford, I guess. You bet heads. You know what? I wrote heads. I you know what? No, I did. Uh, minor in statistics in college, and the first thing they teach you oh. is tails never fails, but. But everybody in the room was betting on heads, and I didn't want to be the loser who bet on tails. So mm. I had to ride. I feel it like worked. I feel like when you bet tails and it lands heads, you feel like terrible. But when you bet heads and it lands tails, you feel even worse. Well, you're just like, well, I asked for this. Yeah. Like no, I'll tell you this: it did not bring me as much joy winning on heads. As it would have if I won on tails. It felt dirty. It felt a little dirty. <laughs> I uh, I cashed in on some pretty decent bets yesterday as well, Con. I had the Odell Beckham anytime TD. I didn't pick a winner of the game because I um I wasn't feeling confident really about picking a winner, but I did have Cooper Cup to score two plus tutties. Ooh. I had tails, and I also had Orange Gatorade, which did mm. not hit. 
I was telling everybody in the room to hammer Orange Gatorade. Part of my take had um, they had McPherson and CJ Uzamoa on 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 Friday, and they said that they always had they always drink Orange Gatorade. I know the Bengals win. This is a lock. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know that was the thing. I was like, you know what? For plus three hundred, I'm basically just money line on the Bengals, and I'll take that. That's facts. I love I the know. Super Bowl. I, I, I love how people who you know don't even who don't give a shit about football all year watch the Super Bowl still and still bet on the Super Bowl. And oh, I think um, it's so much fun. Commercials were kind of mid last night, Colin, especially yeah. that WeatherTech commercial. That may have been the worst commercial of the night. All right, you know what? I'm gonna stop you there because <laughs> I actually know a guy who worked on that, and he told me Whoa. that the helicopter wasn't even on set. Like, that there was no, no helicopter. Yeah. Isn't that bullshit? What a fraud. We should beat him up. <laughs> You're telling me, pal. You're telling me. Yeah. We definitely should. Um, yeah, overall, good Super Bowl. I mean, it's always nice when the Super Bowl comes down to the final drive, last two minutes. You know, that part of it's nice. Uh, you know, I'm not a big ref guy. You know, like I, I'm not going to sit here and say the refs are in the game. You know, I, I just, the calls are the calls, and the one was egregious, but we'll scratch that for being a makeup call on the T. Higgins tutty, so everything else <laughs> no was pretty Bengals fair. No Bengals fans were complaining when that T. Higgins tutty happened, Colin. Yeah. They were real quiet. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not like he, like, pulled him to the ground with his face mask, so. <laughs> and it's not like yeah. he scored a touchdown after. Yeah, it's not like that, that added seven, seven real problem. points onto the scoreboard. Yeah, Ugh. I wanted the Bengals. Joe Shiesty, I think he'll be there again. It's just so tough because Ooh. for me, no, like at no point during this run did I ever think that the Bengals were the best team. Mm-hmm. I just thought that they were destined to win. I I actually had a hot take that I told our friend Mr. Parker a couple weeks ago, Colin. Mm-hmm. I said. That the Bengals would beat the Chiefs, they would go to the Super Bowl, they would lose, and would be the only Super Bowl Joe Burrow ever gets to. I mean, here's the thing. And it's going to take quite a while for that take to come true, but when you look at the AFC, you know, with Mahomes and Allen, even Herbert, uh, you know, the AFC's a gauntlet, Colin. It really is. I mean, you assume that they're going to spend some capital on revamping that online and they have jamar they've got t you know is boyd gonna be there forever probably not uzama probably not but mixon's still decently young and i don't think that the running back position is even that important if you revamp the line you know the mm-hmm. defense mm-hmm. the defense played the you know hats off the defense sans eli apple because they <laughs> for that the last guy got cooked for the last six IRL quarters of football, media. for the last six quarters of football that everybody but Eli Apple played of defense, they were very good, so good. <laughs> so you know, I think that gets lost in the uh, the Joe Burrowness of it all. <laughs> I hope Eli Apple hasn't opened up social media yet. Yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> he was getting cooked when they were winning too. Like it's not like <laughs> like he had to know. Like if you don't win, no matter what, it, 
You could have played a great game. You were getting cooked. Had it coming. <laughs> yeah. But um, now that football season is officially over, Colin, we are moving into the beautiful part, the, la- the latter oh. half of the NBA season. Oh. And we're in week 18, Colin. We're uh, we are on the precipice of the playoffs here. It is getting very important to win these weekly matchups. Yeah, I mean, for people who haven't locked down their playoff spot like nine weeks ago, sure, maybe. Couldn't but... be me. <laughs> yeah, you wish, pal. But yeah, seriously, I mean, Noah, I know in in our league we've got a bit of a log jam. We've got six teams that are separated by two games. Second place in our points league, Con, right now is a three-way tie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then there's three other teams that are kind of knocking on the door of that. I mean, it's... And, ooh, we're in for a good playoffs in our leagues, Con. You are right on my ass in the categories league. I know, uh, I had just a been nice like... league. <laughs> it's just been a... I'm hoping to hold on to that one seat. We are... Our categories teams are really good, Con. I know, and I lost Brad Beal for the year, too, but... I picked up Aaron Gordon. He's been solid enough. I just I really needed the points, but his rebounding is a little bit underrated. He can pass the ball a little bit. Yeah, it's it's gonna come down to the wire. I think, in my estimation, no, it's gonna be who's ever healthiest wins. I think that's it. You know, if yeah. I can get some of these fellas to come back, I think I'm gonna give you a real nice run for your money. We'll see. All right, well, let's get into <laughs> this week for fantasy basketball because this week is two weeks. So the way mm-hmm. that all leagues do it, and you probably already know this, but just to recap anyways, because we have the all-star break right smack dab in the middle, they call this game, the games tonight through Thursday, and then the games from next Thursday through next Sunday all together. So you're really only getting an extra day over the next two weeks of games, but it matters because you'll have an extra waiver wire pickup. And like Noah alluded to, things come down to the wire. You're going to want to use those wisely. Mm-hmm. So, Noah, let's, uh, let, let's get into the schedule. You know, I, I think it might be worth our time to spend just a little bit more time on the schedule than we normally do just because it's uh, a little bit wonkier. So over the next two weeks, we've got nine teams playing five games. That includes Boston, Brooklyn, Detroit, Denver, Houston, the Clippers, New Orleans, Phoenix, and Washington. Those guys are hot in the streets. All other, and Then we have 18 teams, pretty much everybody else, playing four games, and then Cleveland, the Lakers, and Orlando playing three games. No, three games over eight days of potential <laughs> basketball. You you kind of wish for more. That you, is hope rough. For You'd hope for better, you know. And uh, it's not like anybody's needing magic players to go off, but I'm assuming there's some LeBron, Darius Garland owners out there that are sweating a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Magic played one of their games tonight, Colin. So over the next week, the Magic play two games. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Yeah, so if you've got Cavs, Lakers, or Magic players, you guys are going to be 
wanting to be active on the uh, waiver wire, especially because there's so many teams playing five games and four games. Uh, getting into the number of teams playing each day, Con. On Monday, we have 18. On Tuesday, we have 14. On Wednesday, we have 22. On Thursday, February 17th, we have 10. And then we resume play on Thursday, February 24th, we have 14. Friday, we have 18. Saturday, we have 14. Sunday, we have 16. Um, getting into the back-to-backs. Listeners, this is where you're going to want to put those uh, ears pretty close to your speakers or to your headphones right now because these back-to-backs are very important. Monday, Tuesday, we're looking at the Clippers, Milwaukee, and New Orleans. Tuesday, Wednesday, we're looking at Atlanta, Boston, Indiana, Memphis, Minnesota, and Phoenix. Wednesday and Thursday, February 17th, we're looking at Brooklyn, Houston, and Washington. And then we have a back-to-back column on Thursday, February 17th, and Thursday, February 24th. Uh, Brooklyn is the only team that has a back-to-back on those two Thursdays. Uh, On Thursday, February 24th, and Friday, we have Minnesota, OKC, and Phoenix. Friday, Saturday, we have Miami, the Spurs, Toronto, and Washington. Saturday, Sunday, we have Boston, Denver, Detroit. And Sunday, Monday, we have Charlotte, Indiana. So... Um, just some teams that have multiple back-to-backs. We're looking at Brooklyn, who has two back-to-backs. Boston, who has a Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-back and a Saturday-Sunday back-to-back. The Pacers have a Tuesday-Wednesday back-to-back and a Sunday-Monday back-to-back. Minnesota has a Tuesday-Wednesday and a Thursday-Friday. And Phoenix has a Tuesday-Wednesday and a Thursday-Friday. Um, very important. You want to be planning out this uh, extended game week. Um pretty far in advance so you can aim and target the guys that you're wanting to pick up. Uh, Looking at the low-volume game days, the only true low-volume game day is Thursday, February 17th with five games, but uh, Tuesday, Thursday, February 24th, and Saturday, those have seven games, so I would also consider those in this extended week. And then teams playing on the low-volume game days. We have the Nets with five games, the Rockets with five games, the Clippers with five games, the Pelicans with five games, and the Wizards with five games. Um, the Nets are pretty interesting right now, Colin, because I don't think Ben Simmons is going to, uh, play until after the All-Star game, um, after the All-Star break. I I think they kind of don't want to bring Simmons in here, Colin, um, for two reasons. I think bringing Simmons back right now, Colin, and he just starts playing immediately would be a pretty bad look for his PR, um, in terms of, you know, he wasn't playing because of mental health reasons. And if he came immediately back and started playing, they'd be like, oh, okay, so that was fake. Um, they also, I, I don't really want to play Simmons Colin until KD is ready to come back because I don't want a Philly situation to happen here. Um, um know, I want Ben Simmons playing with the whole squad. Yeah. But if KD is still another three weeks out, like you need to get this guy in basketball shape and <laughs> you're not going to not be in the play in game, but you don't want to slide too much lower, you know? I think my uh-huh. thing right now is, and you know, I know this is the fantasy episode, so I shouldn't get too much into this, but the seeding isn't what matters, but it's the positioning that matters when it comes to the playoffs. Like, if, if the Nets have to run through the Heat, Bucks, and 76ers, like, if that's their path, that makes it so much harder than having to see, like, the Celtics, Bulls, Cavs, teams like those. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know how much more they are willing to slide because right now they're the eighth seed. Noah, think about that. Mm-hmm. And Colin, they have twenty five games left, 
And I believe Kyrie can only play in eight out of those last 25. Yeah. And if KD's um, gone, whew. like, for another four weeks, like... Ooh, uh, that's that's rough. That's real. Tom, how rough. sad would you be if you get a first round? The Bulls finish second in the God. East for the first time in who knows how long, and you get a matchup with the Brooklyn Nets. Dude, and what's worse is if I'm playing the Nets, I don't want home court advantage. I'd rather yeah. play in Brooklyn without <laughs> Kyrie. Like, come on. This man. is kind of genius by the Nets, Con. They're going to go through this playoff run without home court advantage. It's better for them. It really is. It's so stupid, but it is. <laughs> God. <laughs> the mental gymnastics are fantastic. Uh, <laughs> all right. Do we have uh, all the low-volume game day teams? We cover all those? Yeah. Um, we can get into dudes we're writing okay. about this week, Colin. Dude. And oh, this, I love um, the dudes that we write about. This is a bit of a trade deadline recap, Colin. Like, I think the three dudes I wrote about this week and many of the dudes on the waiver wire ads are um, guys who are benefiting from trades that happen. And one guy who I think is majorly benefiting, Colin, because he went from not playing at all to being a starter is Justice Winslow, who is now on the Portland Trailblazers after being traded um, from the Clippers. He's 31% roster on Yahoo and 5% roster on ESPN. And the story of Justice Winslow's career, Con, kind of has been injuries. Um, injuries have basically derailed Winslow's career and what everyone thought he was potentially going to be. But I do like his potential rest of the season value here, Con, with the Blazers, as long as he can keep his mind and body right. Um, <laughs> the Blazers at the deadline, Con, basically traded away all of their positive assets. And they took a flyer on Winslow. Um, Portland basically wants to see what they can get out of Winslow, and to see that, they inserted him into the starting lineup in just his second game in Portland. Uh, over his last five games, Colin, he's averaging 31 minutes per game, 11.2 points, 7.4 rebounds, 3.4 assists, 1.8 steals, and one block a game. Uh, Winslow's showing me, Colin, that he can contribute across the board, and as long yeah. as this guy can stay healthy and stick a spot in the starting lineup... He's going to play a ton of minutes, Con, and I think he's going to be actually be able to provide some solid value because Dame isn't coming back, Con. <laughs> no. No, this is the Anthony Simon show now, baby. I'm here for it. God, this this starting lineup is, is something. <laughs> the other night against the Lakers, they started Winslow, Nurkic, C.J. Ellaby, Ben McLemore, and Anthony Simons. They beat the Bucks tonight, Con. They're on a three-game win streak. They haven't lost. Those three, I'm pretty sure those three games line. are Lakers, a 23-point comeback against the Knicks, and then a win tonight against the Bucks, where Giannis played. And no, it wasn't a win. They blew him out. They won by 15 points. Giannis did not play. Sorry, no. but they slowed Middleton and Holiday. And Grayson Allen's back from. Uh... His suspension. Very interesting, Con. I this Blazers team has a lot of fantasy value here, and you know I want Justice. I hope Justice Winslow keeps us up. I hope he finds a little spot in Portland. That'd be nice for him. Yeah, I, I mean, like that's why Portland's doing what they're doing. Still, don't really get the Nikhil Alexander Walker thing that they did. Doesn't make any sense to me. 
But you know what makes less sense, Noah? Like we should absolutely be writing about Nikhil Alexander Walker, and if there's a drop right now, it's him. Which like is so weird. It sucks, mm-hmm. but it is. Noah yeah. actually uh, watched this dude play tonight. This this <laughs> next guy that we're gonna talk about. <laughs> he had a terrible game tonight. <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty sick for me to watch Devin Vassell. Of the San Antonio Spurs, who's 54% rushed on Yahoo and 12% on ESPN. So, no, the Spurs trade off Derek White. He was playing 30 and a half minutes a game. He goes to the Celtics at the deadline, which I do love for the Celtics, who are on an eight-game win streak mm-hmm. right now. People forget, don't mm-hmm. sleep on the Celts. Uh, and this obviously creates a massive opportunity for Vasella and Lonnie Walker to step forward and become the rest of the season guys. Um, I, I assume you wrote this prior to that game because Lonnie Walker had one of the nicest dunks that I've seen mm-hmm. in a minute. He threw down like a straight LeBron down the lane freight train. That guy dunk. can yam. We need we need that guy in a dunk contest. I I they they were saying that and I swear that he has been because I remember his rookie year watching his highlight tape and just saying, "Holy shit." I don't know if this guy knows how to play basketball, but he can jump 17 feet in the air, so that's something. Mm -hmm. He can yam. So uh, I'm just going to kind of also throw Lonnie Walker in there. Uh But despite his bad game, uh, when Vassell has gotten consistent minutes, he's been like a pretty solid producer. Uh, He's played at least 28 minutes in 17 games so far this season, and he's averaging like 31 minutes in those games. And in those games... He's at putting up 15-5-2 with 2.73 pointers made a game. I don't know how your points league works, but if you're in a league where you get bonuses for threes, a guy with that kind of stat line is real nice to find right now. Real nice. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, obviously, in a cat league, 2.73s. I think that would put you like top 30 in the NBA. So. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um, no, I imagine the uh, the one driving factor for trading White was to open up some more run here for Vassell and Walker. So, to me, he like really is one of the biggest winners of this trade deadline. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, it seems like it's going to be a bit of a back and forth here, Colin. It seems like uh, Vassell is going to start games for the Spurs, but we saw tonight Vassell, you know, didn't have, really have his shot down tonight, so Lonnie Walker ended up getting a bit more run at that shooting guard spot, played more minutes than Vassell coming off the bench, and I think it's going to be a bit of give and take here, Colin. Vassell's going to have a good night, Lonnie Walker won't play that much. Lonnie Walker's going to have a good night, Devin Vassell won't play much. But, um, yeah, I, the Spurs were sneaky, like one of the most active teams at the deadline, Colin. They freed up a bunch of cap. Um, they got rid of Derek White, and I think I think Vassell and Lonnie Walker are in here for a pretty good run for the rest of the season. And at this point, Colin, you can get a thirty. You're getting a thirty minute per game starter <laughs> that you can add off your waiver wire. Like that's pretty good. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. No. Before we move on to this, I just gotta say this. I think that this Spurs team is sneaky one year away, not next year, or the year after, from being like decently competitive. I watched DeJounte Murray, and that oh. guy does everything. I mean, he's, he's like... so good. Like, think about if if Russ could shoot the ball. But yeah. wasn't I was, nearly uh, as athletic. That's and was like a top, 
five perimeter defender point guard. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think of a player comp for Tyrese Halliburton, Colin, and it was on. I was thinking Dejounte Murray, but it's honestly kind of disrespectful to Dejounte, to Dejounte yeah, I was Murray. Say. I think um, Dejounte Murray is sky high above a much better defender than Tyrese Halliburton. I think they're um, around equally playmaking, and I think Halliburton has a better three. But Dejounte Murray is awesome, Colin. He's giving the Spurs team something to actually build around, and this is a completely different take, but. I think the Spurs are going to be in here as a potential Kyrie destination, Colin, if this whole Brooklyn thing doesn't work out. And um, that's a whole different story. But keep an eye out on that because they have a ton of cap now, Colin. You know, maybe they could lure Mr. Zach Levine away. No. No, you stop that right now. No. (laughs) I, I don't have to think about that yet. We're not there yet. God, I'm okay paying him $40 million. I am. He just needs to understand that that's all we can pay him. Only $40 million a year. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, last guy we're going to talk about, Colin, here is Darius Basley of the Oklahoma City Thunder, a guy we talked about before, who is currently 50% roster on Yahoo and 16% roster on ESPN, Colin. Um, the Thunder, again, for another deadline in a row, Colin, were pretty quiet, um, which to me means that their lineup is pretty much locked in to the rest of the season, the tank lineup, uh, uh, which is fantastic news for Mr. Basley, who's averaging 33 minutes over the last eight games, five of which he has started. Um, along with those minutes, Basley has been pretty much going off this last week, Colin. He's been able to contribute across multiple categories. Um, he's averaging 15 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 1.5 steals, and 1 block in his last 8 games. Mm-hmm. Um, the Thunder tonight, Colin, their starting lineup was Darius Basley, who played 40 minutes, Josh Giddy, who played 39, Aaron Wiggins, who played 34, Trey Mann, who played 32, and Isaiah Roby, who played 22. Um, Basley has one of the most consistent roles in this Thunder team, Colin, mainly yeah. because he's one of their better players and they... You know, they can't get blown out every night. Um, it's kind of a weird just his, thought. Yeah, just his last three games, Colin. He, tonight against the Knicks, he played 40 minutes, had 23 points, 8 rebounds. Um, against your Bulls, he had 17 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks. Uh, last week against Philly, he had 14 points, 15 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block. That was 39 fantasy points, 46 fantasy points, 44 fantasy points. I picked this guy up just as a streamer last week, Colin, because I needed bodies. And he went out and had... You caught a body. 125 points in three games. Um, He's awesome. I think Basley's role should continue to be very consistent as SGA nurses his ankle injury, Colin, which will keep him out until after the All-Star break. Um, You know, it's basically, they're like, I, I think it's, you know, SGA, can you say you have an ankle injury so we can lose these games? Like, you know, you don't need to play, really. No, but, like, you really think the Thunder are rushing him back? No, you know that they're not rushing him back. You know they're not rushing him back, but, I don't know, at some point, too, like, you got to start to try to win. Like, do you think they're going to try to be competitive next year? Because if they end up with another one of these really solid picks, I feel like you'd really start to have to do something. I think it's a bit of a natural process. Are you telling me that I should have more faith in the... Ah, I'm, I'm too tired to think of synonyms for trust the process. 
You tell me to trust the process. Is that what's going on here? <laughs> I am. I, I am, Colin. I think I don't think the Thunder have really, really hit on a guy up until this year. Like they've hit on guys like Lou Dort and Darius Basley, like role players, but I think Giddy moving forward can be a top three player on that Thunder team, Colin. I think whatever guy they get this year, which could be a Jabari uh, Jabari, Jabari Parker Smith, Jabari Parker, Jabari <laughs> Parker, sorry. Uh, Jabari Parker, Chet Holmgren, Paolo, Jaden Ivey. I think one of those guys really accelerates this process for the Thundercon, and I think they're just being patient. They're going to play their cards right. They're going to get a disgruntled superstar. Um, and I think I think SGA's bought in. All right, hold on. I just to clarify for any Thunder fan listening, you know, I said trust the process, and then Noah brought up how your Australian point guard is a potential future superstar. Uh, yeah, that's part of the process. He, he's going to hook up with Kendall Jenner. He's going to stop playing <laughs> basketball. And uh, SGA is going to be like an MVP candidate while this is happening. So it's kind of a, it's a weird process. process. It works, though. It does Giddy had, work. Kitty had 28 points, 11 rebounds, 12 assists tonight, Colin. Yeah, okay. Josh Giddy's so good. He, three for four from three. I like I should have flipped my Killian Hayes and, and Josh Giddy takes. Had I done that, <laughs> I'd be sitting real pretty. We might have been Killian Hayes' biggest supporters, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> I, we watched yeah, one ringer video me. on that guy and we're convinced he was a French James Harden. I watched two. I watched two. <laughs> I watched one video about his step back, one ringer video, and then you told me that free throw percent stat and I was like, sold. How can this go wrong? <laughs> Detroit's the uh, place of gods. Giddy's going to be an awesome gods. player, Colin. Yeah, he, is. he He's he's really relying on his pure passing vision and like passing instincts, which has gotten him pretty far so far this season, Colin. But yeah. once he can, once he can unlock his outside shooting, which I don't think he's fully developed yet, but he is developing. No, and he's not really able to drive into the paint effectively yet, Colin, just because. Um, the athleticism isn't there yet, and like you know, just his body isn't there yet. But He's once still he can get those two, I know once he can get those two aspects down, he is absolutely one of the most fun players to watch in the league. He is a oh. he's a great. The Thunder gambled, Colin, and it very much is paying well, off. They nailed it. the The Thunder are the Thunder are perpetually going to be in a good spot just because they have every single pick for the next decade. Mm-hmm. All right, Noah, and with that, let's uh, get into some just casual waiver wire pickups. Um, you know, buzz me in if you've got anything to say about any of these fellas, and uh, if not, we will see you fellas Wednesday for a potential special guest episode. It's been a minute since we've done one. I'm excited about this guest, Noah. Mm-hmm. But with that said, for some waiver wire pickups, we have Seth Curry. Andre Drummond, Patty Mills, Cam Thomas. Noah, do you have words for Cam Thomas or more specifically about <laughs> Cam Thomas? Yeah, Cam Thomas was a, is a rookie out of LSU, Colin. And while the Nets, the Nets traded away James Harden, they got Simmons and uh, Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. Uh, Simmons not playing yet. Kyrie can only play on road games. And this has provided a lot of work for Cam Thomas here. He's a pretty nice scoring compliment and. Thomas, over his last five games, Colin, has scored at least 17 points in each of those games. Um, his usage is up to 28.3% over those last five games. 
He's averaging 23.2 points, three three and a half rebounds, three assists, and one steal over that five-game stretch. And uh, this guy gets buckets, Colin. Buckets? This he guy gets buckets, buckets? buckets. Buckets? I like buckets, buckets. buckets. That's what's up um, with him. He's definitely a worth... He's definitely a worthy add as of right now, Colin, but once Brooklyn gets back to full strength, he is probably fantasy irrelevant, but yeah. he's pretty good add for this extended week. Yeah, I think so too, because you look at some of those lineups that the Nets are throwing out right now, they're terrible. Like, holy shit, you know? I think that mm-hmm. that Seth Curry and Andre Drummond trade might have been exactly what they needed. Like, just extra yeah. pieces. Seriously. Uh, going on with the next trend, the Nets trend. Nicholas Claxton, LaMarcus Aldridge, Kessler Edwards, Jalen Green, Eric Gordon, Jayshon Tate, Garrison Matthews, KJ Martin Jr., Alprin Shengun, who's a fun name to say, and uh, Noah might have things to say about him. I don't know if there's another guy calling on a fantasy b-ball Reddit that people have been saying to have been waiting for all season, basically, to uh, pop off. People have been a big believer in Alper and Shengun, me along with that crowd. I really like him as a player. Uh, But Shengun's minutes have finally began to tick upwards, Colin, as of last weekend. And he moved into the starting lineup finally during this week. Um, or last week, sorry. He's now played at least 25 minutes in four straight games. In the 14 games this season, Colin, when Shengun has played at least 22 minutes, he's basically averaging 12, 6, and 3 with one and a half blocks and a steal a game. Um, he can be highly efficient, Colin, and a pretty well-rounded fantasy contributor. Um, his workload should continue to increase as Houston leans harder and harder into tanking this season. And, you know, Daniel Tice is out of Houston now, back to Boston. Um, yeah, no. I think... The Rockets traded him away, and I think that's a added vote of confidence in Shengun. Yeah, it should it might be. be his time now. <laughs> I mean, why not? You're the Rockets. Like, what? It, what do you have to lose by letting this guy try to develop? Um, yeah. But yeah, he he can be real nice, and I see like seven articles about him every single week on the subreddit. People can't stop talking about him. Uh, also, elsewhere we have Zubats. Marcus Morris Sr., Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard, Amir Coffey, Nicholas Batum, Isaiah Hartenstein, Devontae Graham, Jackson Hayes, Herbert Jones, Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, Ish Smith, Raul Neto, Catavius Caldwell-Pope, Denny Avdia, Corey Kispert, Davion Mitchell, Chris Duarte, Jalen Smith. That's, uh, that's Will Smith's kid. He's got that. Uh, he's got that song. With my hair back and forth. Wait, is that or caught a vibe? Oh, close. Okay, so I was right there. <laughs> um. Yeah, Jalen Smith gone. Um, a center out of Maryland, famously wore goggles in the uh, college. That's how many yeah, people yeah. recognize him. And he got traded at the deadline con from a very overcrowded Suns front court to the re- now rebuilding Pacers. Um, you know, he was basically a fantasy non-factor on the Suns con, but the Pacers front court is in a very interesting situation now con. Um, with with his new team, Jalen Smith is now competing with basically Goga Batadze, Isaiah Jackson, our rookie out of Kentucky, and O'Shea Brissett. 
Um, Smith has a lot of upside here, Colin. I actually think he's already better than Goga Batadze, who has been starting. Um, I actually think mm-hmm. Goga Batadze is actually the worst player out of the four in our front court currently, but he's like playing a lot of the minutes. And I think the Pacers actually want to get a good look here at Con because Jalen Smith is a free agent in the summer and we now have his bird rights. Um, in his debut with the Pacers, Con Jalen Smith played 21 minutes off the bench. He had 12 points, three, three rebounds, a block, and a steal. Um, if he keeps seeing regular playing time, I actually think he's going to be a pretty valuable uh, forward down the stretch with a pretty decently high ceiling. Um, I actually think he's a decent player. And, you know, I really like Jalen Smith, O'Shea Brissett, yeah. and Isaiah Jackson here um, as potential big man fantasy pickups. Yeah, I like Jalen Smith a lot. I always loved watching him in college. He uh, he can hit a corner three, you know, for that mm-hmm. small forward spot. I like him. O'Shea Brissett is uh, elsewhere to be found on the list, along with Reggie Bullock, Montrez Harrell, Steven Adams, Ayo DeSumo, Javante Green, Dorian Finney-Smith, Jonathan Kaminga, Thad Young, Gogo Batazde, Marvin Bagley, Lonnie Walker, Zach Collins, Serge Ablaka, and Isaiah Jackson. Uh, and just reminder for that list, you know, I know some of those guys are probably highly rostered. We just kind of compile this list as the year goes on. And a lot of these guys we've written about, so we keep them on there just to remind you, just in oh case. Oh my god. Some guys put a comment on the last post and was like, LOL, none of these guys are even available in my very highly competitive 14-team league. Yeah, uh, I, was like, okay. I was like, okay. I forgot pal. we made this post just for you. Yeah, I was like, oh, sorry, man. Yeah, no, no, no. DM me. I, uh, <laughs> I've got picks just for you. Those are separate, though. <laughs> We don't. How about no, Ro Neto for you, buddy? Yeah, Noah and I record a, a secret third podcast just for Reddit user <laughs> Blazing Balls Four Sixty. <laughs> I hope you're listening, Blazing Balls. I'm Blazing Balls. <laughs> Noah, I think that'll do it though for this episode of Bench Chatter, don't you? Yep. Uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Bench underscore Chatter. Leave us a like. Leave us a rating. And we'll see you on Wednesday. Peace. Peace.